Good night, humans. What's good work? Chris Funder here with uh, Fruity is Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style. This time talking Fallout Down Under, an international edition as we go to WrestleMania season. Alex, how are you, friend? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, this is a interesting look back. Uh, this was your selection this time around. Do you want to explain to the humans what we're talking about today? Yeah, WrestleMania 15 from the year 1999. Yeah. Wow, I haven't watched this one in so long, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you remember Remem- the tagline for this pay-per-view? Not until I was looking at it, no. Go <laughs> on, man, say what it is. The Raging Climax. Attitude here, everyone. <laughs> uh, terrible. But um, I suppose with that part being said... We should uh, get down to it. Yeah, my choice this year, um, this month, choosing a uh, WrestleMania-themed edition as we are going towards WrestleMania proper. Um, so, yeah, I, you said off air you watched a bit of the Sunday Night Heat. I did too. I just sort of had it on in the background here. Um, sort of the lead into WrestleMania. <laughs> Remember short WrestleManias? Oh, man. I was, like, really intimidated about going back to watch this because it's a WrestleMania, but then I remembered, oh, yeah, it's, like, Attitude Era Manias. They're short as hell. Yeah, I think, was it with Heat, like, maybe four hours? Yeah, five maybe. Five at the most? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, results on Heat were a singles match where Jacqueline with Terry Reynolds defeated Ivory in under five minutes. And a WWF World Tag Team number one contender battle royale for the number one contendership, where D.Lo Brown and Tess defeated uh, the other participants, Eight Ball Animal Bradshaw, Brian Christopher, Droz Farouk, Gilberg, Hawk, Jeff Hardy, Johnny Gage, Matt Hardy, Midian, Rocco Rock, Skull, Steve Blackman, The Godfather, Tiger Ali Singh, and Viserun. You mean to tell me we could have had Steve Blackman <coughs> on this main card, but they dropped the ball? Come on, man. Yeah, I know. Ah, uh, well. Um, any quick thoughts there from Heat? Uh, some really good promos with Vince that I saw. Uh, some really good stuff there with Vince and Big Show. But besides that, not really worth checking out. <laughs> How long had Big Show been in the company at this point? We are looking at about six weeks now. <laughs> and it's been, what, about about six weeks since he's been with the other company? I would say, it's, day? I would say it's probably been like three <laughs> as of recording. But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's still referred to here as the Big Show Paul White. Not the big show. It's the big show, Paul White. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, better than... Do... Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the Big Nasty or whatever they called him when he first showed up. Terrible. Do you, did you hear the uh, story behind why he was called the big show? Uh, what was that? That the initials were because of 
the uh, WCW's affiliate station they were on. Oh, my God. I never even thought of that. TBS. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> yep. Well, that's what you get from Attitude Era, I guess. Yep. Oh, man. Um, yeah, good little fun lead into Mania. Nothing really much more to add on to that. It's again the Mania proper. Wow. What a show. Uh, boys to men. Rules. <laughs> that was awesome. Honestly, that was like one of the best, like, America the Beautiful openings they've ever done. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Um, from there, opening contest of a hardcore triple threat championship match where champion Billy Gunn was defeated by Hardcore Holly, who also had El Snow in the match. Yeah, so we had a triple threat here. Um, I've got so many complaints about this card, to be honest. <laughs> and high up on that list is the fact that Billy Gunn's the hardcore champion and Road Dogg's the Intercontinental champion. Yeah, just like, it, it should be the other way around. You're not wrong. I'll give you that. That's not where I thought you were going, but you're not wrong. Yeah, like, if you're not going to have them in a tag team, which they desperately needed another tag team on this card, to be honest, because your tag title number one contenders don't hold. Like, they were fine, but, like, that's not WrestleMania worthy. But, like... Yeah. Man, the fact that you got Billy Gunn in the hardcore division and Road Dog in the IC title division is just absolutely ass backwards. And I don't know if you even recall this, but like a month or two before this, Billy Gunn was in a feud with Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, who's in the IC title match. So they, and before this, Road Dog was like in a feud with Hardcore Holly and Al Snow and stuff. It's oh. just so ass backwards. Oh yeah, we'll get there. Uh, following that, match number two on the main yet is the WWF World Tag Team Championship match. Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart with Deborah in their corner, the champions, defeat D'Lo Brown and Test, who had Ivory in their corner. In under five minutes. How good's Jeff Jarrett, Owen, and Deborah during this time? Just incredible stuff. So good. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of these three at this time. Isn't um, the um oh now I'm gonna get sad. Because we're only a few months away from over the edge, aren't we? Yeah, we're like what, two months away. Wasn't the original story Owen was going to win the IC title, and then Jared won it um, shortly after uh, Owen passed because it was in tribute to Owen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where they were going with that because the Blue Blazer was feuding with the Godfather who was like the IC title holder at the time, which is so weird. But they clearly didn't care about putting the the workers' title on actual workers at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. Um, sort of a fun little five-minute 
uh, tag team sort of opener match in a way. Yeah, say what you want about the pairing of D'Lo Brown and Test, but I th- I think they could have actually gone further with these two as like an odd couple pairing. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah. Um, next was the Brawl for All uh, final match. So it's uh, pretty much a boxing match. Uh, special referee Vinny Pazeldia. Vinny Paz. They kept <laughs> calling him Vinny Paz. So that'll do. It's uh, Paz! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Butterbean with his corner versus Bart Gun. Are any of those people in Bart Gun's corner wrestlers? Nah, they're all boxing trainers. Uh, yeah, anyone who hasn't seen this, sort of go watch Dark Side of the Ring, the Brawl for All special, and you'll get a good idea of where this was supposed to go. <laughs> And yeah. why this happened. Uh, the saddest part about this whole thing is that we get... It's the last time you ever get to see Gorilla Monsoon on WWE television. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he passes away not long after this, and we see him here in his uh, shell of his former self due to his illnesses. So, But he got such a huge ovation when they announced the judges... It was awesome. Um, as for the match or the fight or whatever, it was exactly what it needed to be. It was quick. We got a knockout and we got to move on with our lives. Oh, I can't complain about it, to be honest. Yeah, um, Bart Gunn in a way being punished for ruining Brawl for All, which had its own problems that we could talk about forever on another review. Yeah. Uh, from there, winner gets to referee the main event match. Mankind defeats Paul Wright via DQ in about five minutes. Much to add there? <laughs> um, no, there was some good stuff after the match with Vince and Paul White, the big show. Um, like, big show basically turned <coughs> face to... Big Show basically turning face, getting sick of Vince McMahon's abuse, and then, yeah, just laying out everyone. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I specifically remember, as a child, by the way, renting this VHS from the Rutherglen video store quite regularly. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, one of the main things I remember is on the back of the VHS cover, they had, like, a picture of, Big Show choke slamming mankind onto the chairs, and like I thought it was the coolest thing. So every time I would just grab it because I thought, like, yeah, that looks awesome. Let's go watch it again. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, uh, from there, WWF Intercontinental Championship four way elimination match: The Road Dog, the champion, versus Gold Dust with Ryan Shamrock. And the Blue Meanie versus Ken Shamrock versus Val Venus. Um, who is Ryan Shamrock? Ryan Shamrock is the kayfabe sister of Ken Shamrock, but in real life they were dating. Anyhow, good to see Blue Meanie get a WrestleMania payday. Yeah, oh, we love the Meanie. 
Yeah, not so much yeah. his uh, ECW uh, one night stand opponent, but uh, no, it's pretty funny that uh, Bradshaw's on the pre show here and Maney gets on the main card. <laughs> but that's yeah. what he was angry about this whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Um, <laughs> so can Shamrock and Val Venus get double counted out in a four way elimination match? Yeah, they did. They did specifically say at the start of this match, eliminations can occur by count out or disqualification. And immediately, I'm just like, oh, that's a red flag. They're definitely going to do that then. Yeah, because I'm just like, I don't ever remember this happening in a four-way elimination match. I'll be honest, I do not remember this match <laughs> ever happening at a WrestleMania. This was, like, the weirdest thing for me. Like, the road dog is the Intercontinental Champion. What? He's in a four-way IC title match against Goldust, Shamrock, and Val Venus. What is this weird alternate universe I've accidentally stumbled onto? It's like three of these... Competitors should not be champion, and one should be. And it's not the person who came out of this match as champion. No, uh, I could make an argument for about for maybe three of these people, but not the person that actually won this match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, comes down to to Road Dog and Gold Dust, and Road Dog ends up winning in about 10 minutes to uh, keep his title. And don't get me wrong, I love the Road Dogs, especially back in 1999. I was OU didn't knowing like everybody else, but this is just such a strange spot for him. How many times would that get said in the schoolyard as soon as somebody didn't know something, you'd say it like that? Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, of course, all the time. Um, Oh, we were probably crotch chopping teachers and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, like, the road dog being the Intercontinental Champion is so weird. It's just, it doesn't suit him. Uh, like, out of everyone in DX at this point in time, that's the last person you'd put the IC title on. What about X Pac? Yeah, he, he might be a contender to be the first person to put the IC title on, <laughs> to be honest. It's him or Triple H, then China, then Billy, then Road Dog. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's my boy. Yeah, it's, it, well, at this point in time, X-Puck's so, like, ridiculously over as a baby face. Like, I would understand putting the IC title on him. But Road Dog? Oh, man. And this is going to sound like I, I'm hating on Road Dog. I just don't. He, just certain people have certain spots. And this ain't Road Dog's spot. Yeah. Uh, from there, next was a singles match of Kane versus Triple H. Uh, did you enjoy this? Uh, well, first of all, we got... Kane tombstoning Pete Rose, which I loved. Oh, yeah, I'm, that part I loved. I, I love that stuff. Um, He's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? 
Yeah, Pete Rose is. Thank you. That's he is. Yeah, that's why um, I had him get tombstoned by Kane on my Fruity's Ultimate Game Show episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he got tombstoned at Starcade as well as WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, this match was. Bleh. Yeah, it, it, goes, it was all right, but not great. I think watching it back, um, getting this deep into a Mania card, you're sort of expecting more. But yeah. uh, it it was what it was. Um, goes twelve minutes. Kane wins by DQ. Because China turns on the corporation to be back with Triple H. I am shocked and appalled. Yeah, I love the build-up to this feud, by the way, before this match. Like, I specifically remember just losing my shit as a kid when um, Triple H came out dressed as gold dust and then blew the fire thing in Kane's face. I thought that was the coolest thing ever as a kid. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, from there, WWF Women's Championship match. Sable, the champion, defeats Tori in about five minutes. This is for all the men who came to see me and all the girls that want to be me. Oh, my God. Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> a young Brock Lesnar takes note. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't hurt me, Brock. <laughs> uh, yes, the future Mrs. Brock Lesnar. Yes. Oh, the man. future ex-Mrs. Uh, Johnny V. Bad. Anyhow. <laughs> um, it was what it was for women's wrestling at the time. There's not a lot positive to say about that for a WrestleMania women's match. No, I, I think Tori's like really good and doesn't get enough credit mainly because she was wrestling in an era where women wrestling was the least of their priorities but i think tori's really good um sable's cringe but people are into her so you got to do what you got to do yeah yeah that's true um Next match on the card was for the European Championship. Shane McMahon with Tess, the champion, defeats X-Pac in 8.41. This is actually iconic, this match to me. Did you love it still? I did. (laughs) I'm going to break your heart in a minute when I I tell you what I realised about X-Pac, though. That he goes, wah! (laughs) (laughs) That um, that this was like literally his only WrestleMania moment. <laughs> like this is the biggest match he ever has in his career. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. This dude could work with anybody, especially at this time. But yeah, oh man. But Shane McMahon coming out in the ex-punk jersey, that's like, yeah, right in the childhood for me. The um, the timing of this, because you've got a lot more better memory off the top of your head, how soon, either before or after Kane and X-Pac, are we? 
Ah, oh, funny you mentioned that. I should have mentioned this at the tag team title thing. Um, the very next episode of Raw, X Puck and Kane win the tag titles. <laughs> oh boy! How? <laughs> like they're not even. I have to watch that episode because I don't understand how they get there. Just from reading about that. Also, we're one night away from the Godfather becoming Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> so, yeah, Kane and X-Pac are definitely broken up by the time we get to Mania next year, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so what I was going to lead into was, did they ever have a Mania tag match? The answer is no. No, not together. I think at WrestleMania 2000, there was like a heel DX team, like maybe like X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws against Kane and someone else at WrestleMania 2000. I could be wrong, though. It's the Brothers of Destruction against DX. This wake-up roadblock. This month at Saudi Mania. I should probably mention that <laughs> we recently reviewed WWF Unforgiven 1999. That's just six months after this. Triple H is a completely different human being. Like, Triple H looks completely different. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like... When we were watching Unforgiven 99, like, for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah, he's been working on this game gimmick for a year and a bit now. No, it's just been six months. So six months later, Triple H is your world champion. Kane and X-Pac have been multiple-time tag champions and broken up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just insanity. Like... Everything moves so fast in this company at this point in time. <laughs> it does. It really, really does. Uh, uh, that, by the way, it was Kane and Rikishi with Paul Bearer defeating D-Generation X, X-Puck and Road Dog with Tori at next year's WrestleMania. <laughs> Kane and Rikishi. <laughs> Maybe somebody has those in their Freddy's Home at Game Show and could oh. do something with them. Oh, and Paul Bearer as well. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, it, it was what it was. Um, I think the most notable thing to happen out of this is the big turn. Like yeah. uh, Triple H turning on X Park. And, yeah, him and China costing X-Pac the match here and joining the corporation and thus begins the era of the game, basically. Yeah, and then then we get X-Pac go, fine, I'll start my own DX with Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Yeah, and then Billy Gunn turns heel. <laughs> the one Billy Gunn. Oh, we're still a year away from that one. I think that one's like 2001 because he lost the rights to use the word arse. No, isn't it next year because he wins? No, it's this year because he wins King of the Ring later this year. Yeah. This year he wins King of the Ring as Mr. Arse. 2001, uh, the one Billy Gunn. 
like late 2000, 2001 was after he came back from an injury and they were teasing that he was the one that ran over Stone Cold, but it wasn't him. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Fun little match. Oh. Next was a Hell in the Cell match of The Undertaker with Paul Bearer defeating the Big Boss Man. Um, oh, God. Watching this in hindsight. It's I all mean, good. It's a good match, don't get me wrong. It's the uh, the closing portion that is always going to be awkward. It's one of those things that, with hindsight, isn't a fun watch. Like um, the Joey Styles line on One Night Stand about Mike Awesome. Yeah, I would say that one was a lot worse because that's actually what happened to poor Mike Awesome. But, like, this one's still just weird because you're seeing a deceased person well, a now-deceased person doing that, and it's just awkward as hell. Um, first of all, about this match, how the hell did WWF get away with booking Vince as a baby face in one angle and a heel in another angle? Is This, this is before he's a higher power, isn't it? Yeah, so this is where, like, The Undertaker's, like, stalking Vince and, like, burning Stephanie's teddy bear, all that sort of stuff, and Vince is, like, crying, please don't hurt my family, and then later on in the show saying, you got no chance in hell, Austin! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How do they get away with that? Like, this is essentially a heel versus heel match inside of a cell. It worked, I guess. It kind of did. I remember the match being atrocious, but it really wasn't that bad. No, and I think I think a lot of people's memory of the actual uh, match itself has been coloured because of the uh, closing angle, so to speak. But um, yeah. without is... without like jumping around it, they they hung the big boss man from the cell. It was just stupid. And then begin to raise the cell, and his feet were off the ground. He's sort of flailing there, and his face is turning red. Uh, this is where I have some Michael Cole gripes. <laughs> yeah, go away. The boss man's hanging there. Oh, and Michael no. Cole's just saying, It's symbolic! It's symbolic! How is that symbolic? It is literally a man hanging. And then he goes, it's symbolic of what The Undertaker wants to do to the corporation. No, it's literally what The Undertaker is doing to the corporation. You need to learn what symbolic means, Cole. Come on, man. Because boss man's in the corporation at this point. Yeah, so, like, it's not symbolic. It's actually The Undertaker doing something to the corporation. So Um, Michael Cole obviously didn't know what symbolic means. So that was my biggest gripe (laughs) during this match, which isn't that bad, but I thought it was hilarious. Me felt English? That's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good work, Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Although, to be fair, he's probably got somebody in his earpiece going, Tell it! Say it now! It, it's so symbolic. It's symbolic. <laughs> like, um, like 
Michael Cole used to get corrected all the time on commentary when The Undertaker had his cross thing because I remember like when he first debuted, it was like, it's the cross of the ministry. And he goes back and says, sorry, sorry, folks. I meant it's the symbol of the ministry. It's not a cross. Yeah, because uh, that caused a bit of a stir on ECW that we've been over before. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this match is going to be tough to watch in hindsight, but uh, skipping the closing segment, good match. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, man, it was just really surprising to me how good the boss man was in this match. Like, he's bumping his ass off for the Undertaker here. He's putting in 110%. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, time for your WrestleMania main event. Yeah. For the WWF World Heavyweight Championship No Disqualification Match with Special Referee Mankind. It is The Rock defending his championship against Steve Austin. Now, in the Austin Rock trilogy, where does this one place? If you'd ask me, it's third. No, no, I mean, yeah, timeline-wise, timeline-wise. Oh, this is the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is the first of their Mania trilogy but they do have another match the very next month on pay-per-view which humans please go out and check out backlash 1999 because it's exactly what they should have done with wrestlemania instead of whatever we watched (laughs) yeah um it's kind of more or less a match that's a product of the time it's not going to be um something from the late 2000s that's considered an all-time great match. Um, no, whilst, just a lot of punching and kicking. Yeah, whilst a fun go-back-and-watch and the crowd's absolutely loving it, um, it was all right for myself. Uh, Did you notice uh, Stone Cold's entrance gear here? Have you heard this story before? No. Would you like to share? So he comes out in a T-shirt and... Everyone knows Stone Cold comes out in, like, a badass-looking vest. Um, so th- I can't remember if he lost it or he forgot to pack it. But, yeah, he either lost his luggage or forgot to pack his vest. So he had to just grab a T-shirt from the merch stand to wear out to the ring. Oh. Well, so, yeah, he talked about that on one of his podcasts once, and he's like, and he hates this match. He absolutely hates this match. He thinks they stunk the place up. Well, yeah, maybe that's why they went back and did another one the next month. But, um, yeah, like, seriously, it's so good the next month. It comes down to... um. Austin ends up defeating The Rock, becoming the new WWF World Heavyweight Champion in 1652. So whilst this is the longest match on the entire show, including the uh, pre-show, it's still short by today's standards. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I don't know about you, but did the post-match stuff feel like it was just going on forever and ever? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it was like 10 minutes post-match stuff. Like, just under uh, Austin celebrating, having a few beers, then having a beer bash with Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner climbing up on the top ropes and posing. Yeah. Chasing after The Rock, hitting The Rock with the title belt again, then grabbing Vince McMahon, throwing him in the ring, giving him a stunner, and then more beer drinking. Let's just end the show, bro. <laughs> just <Yeah>. end it. <laughs> I'd agree. Um, good little man you go back and watch. But Alex... Do you have time for Raw? Oh, God, you did it. Billy, 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 boo. <laughs> so is this the one where X-Pac and Kane? Oh, hang on, we'll find out. Uh, started with a tag team match, a women's tag team match. Ivory and Tori defeat Jacqueline and Sable, who had Terry Reynolds in their corner, in an impressive 1 minute 25. Hmm. Uh, single match where Paul Wright defeated <laughs> Test in 31 seconds. Oh my god. Yeah, I started laughing early because I saw <laughs> the match time there. A hardcore match where Hardcore Holly, the champion, defeated Steve Williams with Jim Ross in his corner in 335 to retain the Hardcore Championship. Very good. The Rock with Shane McMahon defeated Billy Gunn in 520. A singles match where Cam Shamrock defeated Gangrel in 5.34. The Intercontinental Championship match. Oh. Gold Dust with the Blue Meanie defeats the Road Dog in 4.16 to become the new IC champion. Oh, okay. I could have sworn I read that the Godfather won it. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, WWF World Tag Team Championship match. Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart with Deborah defeat the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, uh, Animal and Hawk with Paul Allen in their corner. If with... uh, you just replace Owen Hart with Kurt Angle, that's uh, your fantasy Freddy's Ultimate Game Show feuds for the first three, four months. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> in 2.50, next a singles match of X-Pac defeating Triple H, who had China and Shane McMahon via DQ in 4.33 as your main event match. You should be building that up, keeping them away from each other for like a month after that angle. Oh, my God. So, all right, I must have read some, some weird shenanigans on that title history thing. No, because... um. Godfather would get it shortly after. I think yeah. this is maybe... How many runs Gold does have? Two? I think he had one in the early 90s where he changed the leather strap to an actual gold strap. Yeah, that was 96. Was that around the time of the Piper feud? Yes. Ah. Just before getting the better. Piper feud, I think. Yeah. So he loses it to Razor Ramon just before Piper. Fair enough. Um, overall, good little uh, set of shows. 
I'd have to say thumbs up, fun go back and watch. Uh, yeah, uh, you want to give a beer rating for Mania? Yeah. <sighs> it's a tough one to rate, isn't it? I think nostalgia is going to play a large part in it, and I'm going to say four. I'm going to I'm gonna have to be a bit realistic. I'm just going to have to give it three. Like, I could look at that card and just rearrange some of the people on the card and make that card instantly better. Like, I just feel like that Mania card had a whole heap of people in a whole lot of the wrong spots. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Um, but... Fun little go back and watch. Um, yeah, definitely. X Park and Shane's actually my match of the night. <laughs> That's that one is the one that got me the most nostalgic. Seeing that match, seeing the Main Street Posse front row, oh, I was all about it. Was it Rodney Abs and Pete Gas? Rodney Joey Abs and Pete Gas. Oh, I just merged those two guys into one. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Ah, yeah. Main Street Posse. Whatever happened to those guys? Did they ever go and work indies or, like, go down to, was it uh, OVW or Smoky Mountain? So, um, Rodney and Pete Gass were legitimately non-wrestlers that grew up with Shane. They were legitimately Shane's best friends as kids. So they obviously, like, after this was done, they never did anything else in wrestling again. Joey Abs was added a little bit later because they needed someone that could actually work a little bit in the group. And he was, like, from <clears throat> the Matt Hardy, Hardy Boys, like, Omega promotion back in the day. Oh, Omega. Organization yeah, of extreme modern... Arts Grappling Association. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he's from there. Oh, okay. I I think he did some stuff, like, uh, in all Japan for a bit after his <laughs> WWF run as well. <laughs> what? Yeah, Joey Abs, but, yeah, I don't think it panned out real well for him. Joey Abza. <laughs> uh, yeah, he could have been the next Kenta. Oh my god. Bone Soldier yeah. <laughs> reborn. <laughs> Lift, who is it? It's Tamo lifts up the mask. How <laughs> Joey Abs. How would you feel if like Evil does his heel turn last year and the guy, fake Bushi, runs out and takes off his mask and it's not Dick to go, it's Joey Abs. <laughs> it'd be and interesting, every... but it'd probably end up the same, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, evil, evil Abs. Someone ring up Impact and book that. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, fun show to go back and watch. I suppose this is part of the show where you can let the good humans know where to go and find you. Uh, first of all, before we talk about that, our next international pick, 
is your choice. Is my choice. Pick a number between 1 and 12. 12. We're watching WrestleMania 12. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Wait, no. Uh, Yeah, that's not too bad. It's the Iron Man match. Yeah, that's what I was just trying to think. Uh, We get... Ten's good because it's Brett Owen. Do you want to change your number no, pick? There? I already said twelve. Let's do <laughs> We could probably do one more mania pick after that month, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I got okay. I got other stuff lined up. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. Um so yeah, you can find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up, WrestlingOzStyle on Facebook, and you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and using the RSS feed in the link below, either to Apple Music or your own podcast of choice. Plus now, the weekly wrestling wrap on YouTube. So, with all that said, there's nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. This Joey Abs thing is just all in my head now. All I'm just picturing is just that Bullet Club theme hidden, and out comes Joey Abs in his sweater. (laughs) Like, maybe like a custom sweater with the Bullet Club logo on it. Terrible. Just terrible. Just gross.